okay. I can't think of anything to do for like a cold open. We could do something Christmas themed. Christmas themed. I am playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Yule Time theme song. Oh, I'm excited. One, so that'll be nice. Um, what Christmas theme idea did you have? I don't know. We just like. I'm trying to think of a Christmas song that has lyrics referencing time. So then we could do It's Time to Yule. I hate uh, that. <laughs> we're like, who's up? That ho, up? ho, ho. It's me, Dueling Santa. <laughs> Jimmy, have you been a good little boy this year? Oh, that felt weird. Nope, hate that. Yeah, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> but the answer is yes. <laughs> well, you do make this podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> How bad can I be, really? That's true. Um, shit, I don't know. Who's up that up on the roof? It's Yugi. He's dueling. I don't know. <laughs> Something along those lines. time to podcast hello everyone welcome to you activate my podcast the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh recap podcast i'm tyler i'm jimmy and this week it's christmas time folks we are bringing you the first of two christmas time yule time 
Candle Knight's time bonus episodes. It's time to Yule. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm actually really excited for this. I, you know, I, I know that um, we, I'm, I'm sure at the last end of the last episode, we, I said that we were going to go into the next actual Yu-Gi-Oh episode, but I realized that that's a two-parter. Yeah. And it would be unfair to us and to the listeners to start a two-parter and then just like fuck off for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen next episode? Screw you. Yeah. I mean, you don't we get did, to find out. We did do that with a two-parter once, but I'd rather not do it again. So, uh, so before we get started, uh, a bit of yeah, housekeeping for the oh. next like actual episode is Yugi and uh, Joey dueling each other, and that's not in the spirit of the holidays. It's not. You know, friends should be fighting together, uh, not exactly. not against each other. Um, a, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, speaking of fighting together, uh, just for our listeners, uh, we are going to be doing, like I said, two uh, Christmas time kind of bonus episodes. This is the first of two. Uh, so we'll have an episode today that you're listening to and an episode on Christmas morning uh for you uh, a nice little present for you to unwrap uh but then we're going to take a week off for uh new year's so we'll be back uh we'll do christmas and then we'll be back on uh the 9th of january so just so everyone's aware we're not missing a week accidentally like we have all those other times we're missing a week on purpose for the first Doing time ever <laughs> also i'm laughing at the idea of Someone like getting invited downstairs to open presents on Christmas morning. They're like, no, I'm listening to my Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. I genuinely hope that happens. <laughs> that would be amazing. If um, you put off Christmas morning to listen to this podcast, please have some respect for yourself. <laughs> Pause this episode right now and spend time with whoever's around you on Christmas. Um. Yeah, uh, so uh, as we do every week uh, before we talk about the episode that we'll be talking about, uh, which is, of course, uh, an episode from the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series titled Explosion, Yo-Yo Ultimate Technique, uh, we like to give recommendations of things that you can do with your 20 minutes instead of watching Yu-Gi-Oh! because we love you and it's Christmas. Uh, Jimmy, what's your recommendation this week? My recommendation is for you, including you, Tyler, personally, uh, stop whatever you're doing. Stop recording this podcast. Stop listening to this podcast. Go out to a theater and see Into the Spider-Verse as soon as possible. How funny would it be if I just like hit stop on the recording and like that was the end of the episode? That would be so worth it. Uh, <laughs> no, I am really really excited for this movie and i'm a little bummed because just the the there's like one movie theater near me and it has one screen uh that we saw oh, the yikes. crimes of grindelwald at and it's like i mean it, it might as well be a home theater <laughs> uh it's kind of it's kind of dinky uh it's nice it's like you know they have a nice like snack stand and stuff but uh it's small and i don't think they're gonna get into the spider-verse and i'm really sad about it uh, oh, no. everything that I have seen about this movie looks amazing. So it lives up to the hype though, is what you're saying. It does. Everyone on Twitter was talking about how great it was. And so I was like, screw it. I'm seeing this like opening weekend. So I went and did, and it is quite possibly one of my favorite, uh, movies of all time. Damn. What? Maybe not that high. Okay. okay maybe I, was... that high. I do want to see it again though. That's, I mean, yeah. Hey, like uh, that's a, that's a high praise 
Uh, I will say this. It is my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Ooh, okay. That's a good, good qualifier. So this is above Homecoming then? Yes. Wow. It has just, it's funny and it's like genuinely heartfelt. Like I was tearing up a couple of times. Um, Just all the characters are very well written. It's absolutely amazing to look at. The things they do with animation in this movie are just incredible. It's not something we've ever seen before. I mean, anyone can go out it with their uh their giant movie studios and shit out like a, a minions or what have you right but it all just kind of looks the same yeah it's, yeah it's I, that like yeah c- slightly cartoonish but still kind of real looking effect whereas this goes in the opposite direction and takes 3d animation and tries as much as it can to make it look like hand-drawn 2d animation yeah and it, i saw it works really well I saw on Twitter somebody posted uh, a GIF of they went frame by frame through some of the clips that have been released for Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, what they did was some of the characters, so you've got the background and the characters, and some of the characters, they used frame doubling. So they didn't, they, they weren't like redrawn, like whatever pose they were in stayed the same, but the character moved in the frame slightly, which is an old like, cell animation technique but they did it in 3d animation somehow it's called animating on twos i believe where instead of smooth every frame by frame it's every two frames so you get that hand-drawn sort of right we only have a certain amount of animation we can do here right look to it so that's so they did that in a 3d movie to give it this sort of like old school animation look which is really cool yeah, and a lot of the like facial animations, um, they went through like after the the 3D model had been made and like hand drew like little lines on the face oh, to make it so look good. more like comic book pages. Yeah, and it 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 looks really good. Ah oh, man, okay, I yeah, I'm definitely gonna find a way to watch this. It may end up being that I have to wait until it comes out on iTunes, and I'll just buy it on iTunes at this point. Uh, like I know that it's going to be one of those movies that I'll I'll probably rewatch several times. Yeah, I got out of the theater and was mad that I couldn't just like go and buy buy the Blu-ray for it. Yeah. So I could just stick it in my computer and like put my face two inches from the screen so I could <laughs> see all the little details. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Go see it. It's very good. Do it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Podcast over. Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation this week, I have been thinking a lot about what I, I what I want to set as my like New Year's resolutions this year. And I hesitate to call them New Year's resolutions even because I, I'm notoriously bad at keeping resolutions that are like, you know, like the standard ones that are, you know, yeah. go to the gym more often, eat less sugar, like go to the dentist, um, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm really bad at those, but there are certain things that I recognize that I want to do more of rather than less of, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So there there have been like small things that I've been trying to sort of get myself to start doing before the new year so that I can make 2019 like a really good year. Um, one of those things has been writing physical notes sometimes, but uh, the recommendation that I have for this year is another thing that I thought of. Uh, actually just within the last couple of days. Um, 
so Jimmy, as you know, uh, a couple of days ago, I DM'd, uh, which stands for Dungeon Mastered, uh, a game of Dungeons and Dragons for a few friends here. Um, some of whom like hadn't played before, one of whom had played before and like wasn't stoked on it. Um, so I, I ran this like very silly sort of Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And as part of them building their characters, one of the things that I had them do was not only name their characters, but come up with like a silly title that they would have given themselves, like something that you use to brag about yourself in the bar, like like Conan the Barbarian, right? Like uh-huh. he's nobody, nobody named, nobody christened him the Barbarian. That was just like a nickname that he didn't tell anyone not to call him. Um, and so they came up with like some funny stuff that, you know, a bunch of like inside jokes. Uh, but I realized, oh, why don't people do that for themselves more often for like small things? So I'm calling my recommendation creative self-affirmation. And that is when you need a little pick-me-up, when you need to like kind of make yourself happy throughout the day, give yourself an epic-sounding D&D like, title, like adventurer title based on whatever it is you're doing. So like you know, you're waking up, you're like making coffee in the morning. Uh, you know, even if you're feeling like kind of bummed that you have to start your day, you are Tyler, Lord of the caffeine. Uh, you know, right, right now I'm drinking a Guinness and I, I am Tyler devourer of alcohol, uh, you know, and, and, and say it in that like voice, like get, give it like some, some gusto. Uh, All right. Cause I'm it's gonna, board. cause it's gonna be like really dumb and silly. Say it out loud if you can. So people give you weird looks if they hear you. Um, because like at worst you get like a little kind of chuckle out of it. So, um, yeah, so that's my recommendation and hopefully that'll be a, a thing that people do going into the new year. Sure. That sounds fun. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway. Um, cool so this episode uh which we should start talking about now that we're like yeah 20 minutes into our recording uh is uh from the original Yu-Gi-Oh series uh like i said uh it's the mystical season zero it's the one with the yo-yos folks <laughs> merry christmas we did it i've been so excited for this episode for so long it's the one with the yo-yos and there's a couple more before us uh, before this one that we haven't talked about, but mm-hmm. it's Christmas, so I had to to send this one to Tyler. And I feel like, you know, obviously, like I I wasn't I wasn't coming in blind, right? Like I know the Yu Gi Oh universe, but I feel like if this is the only episode of Yu Gi Oh you see, you still have all the context you need to enjoy this episode. Like you are not missing really anything important if you jump in straight to this. It's a it's a very good. Uh, standalone episode. It really is. It really is. Mostly uh, because it has so much character interaction that you get a, a feel for everyone here, even without knowing them. Yeah, that's really true. It like it it starts it hits the ground running. It like starts so fast. Like so many things happen and it just keeps this like sprinting pace throughout the whole episode. Um, but so for those of you who want to watch along, uh, or, you know, want to pause this and then watch it and come back or however you do, uh, the episode's title is explosion yo-yo ultimate technique. Um, it's on the gray webs somewhere. Uh, Jimmy, I did see it on YouTube. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, Jimmy, I don't know how wink, you got wink. this copy, but <laughs> um, yeah. So just search for that. Uh, you, you'll find it somewhere. If you're listening to this podcast, you know where to look. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to say anything before we start talking about it, or do we just want to like jump into it? Let's just jump in. This episode is just so bonkers that nothing we say about it beforehand can compare to the actual experience. I agree. I agree. It's time to discuss the episode. All right, here we go. So this is the one with the yo-yos, Explosion, Yo-Yo Ultimate Technique. You remember that this is one of the ones that I talked about a long time ago when I was reading through the original manga. Right. This was one of my favorite issues. And uh, this adaptation is a little different, but it hits a lot of the same notes. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, I, I just from kind of what you had told me about the manga, it felt pretty true to it. So that's, I mean, it's kind of nice to know that they changed some stuff for the anime. So you get like a different angle, but it's good to know that for the most part, it stays true. Um, How are we going to do the synopsis on this? I, I see in your notes, you wrote, I'm going to let you handle this one chief. So is it, is it on me? Well, when we, like historically, when we've been doing these bonus episodes, you haven't seen them before. No, I have not. So I watched you, this you literally wanted... for the first time an hour ago. So it is it is fresh. Yeah, I I'll uh, I'll let you take it away. I'm interested to to hear your take. Okay, here we go. Uh all right. So I uh essentially how I prepare for this show is I take notes while I'm watching the episode. So for this episode, my notes are in more or less chronological order. So if you want to get like a full sort of Mystery Science Theater 3000 experience, maybe um, go ahead and pull up the episode and start playing it now. Uh, my first note is I always forget how much this theme song slaps. This theme song is so good. It's not it's not my favorite of the songs that we're going to hear in this episode, but the opening theme to the original Yu-Gi-Oh! theme song, uh, Fly uh, uh, to Achieve a Higher Game, is fucking amazing. It's the most 90s anime theme song that you could possibly ask for, and I love it. It's pretty good. This episode... Uh, it comes up, you know, with like the title sequence and everything. Uh, and it is, uh, already, we know it's going to be about yo-yos based on the title, which I really appreciate. Uh, they put yo-yo right there in the name folks. I don't know why they called it explosion. Yo-yo ultimate technique. They could have just called it like, I don't know, fighting yo-yo ultimate technique or like, oh no, yo-yo ultimate technique. Yeah. I don't know. Explosion is really any explosions here but i suspect it's a a translation thing the only explosion that i can see is the explosion of the introduction to this episode the very first shot is of a man running away from (laughs) yo-yos like this episode does not beat around the bush it knows what it is about and it starts with there is a gang of yo-yo wielding ruffians chasing this man into a dark alleyway and he's screaming like no save me help me save me and it like fucking fades to black as yo-yos get closer and closer and closer to him like somebody's what's that yo-yo trick called where you like throw it out in front of you and then it comes back is there a name for that it's been so long since i knew anything about yo-yos i feel like i probably since the actual 90s yeah like 
I everyone that I knew that was into yo-yos was into yo-yos when I was in like maybe freshman year of high school, and that was the only time that yo-yos were ever in my like periphery. Right, it was just that one year, and everyone got really into them and then forgot them. So I don't know what this is called. But they're doing that thing, right, where you throw it out in front of you and it comes back. And they're using it like like a ranged weapon, right? Like yeah. a whip, basically. And they're chasing like a, this guy. Like a bolo or something, almost. Almost, yeah, but it, like, comes back. Yeah. So uh, that scene kind of fades to black and the guy is screaming. And we fade up on uh, Domino High School where Yugi and the gang go to school. And Joey is doing uh, yo-yo tricks. He's like doing it like a sleeper, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the latest craze sweeping the nation. It's yo-yos. It's yeah. the 90s. And he's like, he's like talking about it. And uh, he's talking about it to uh, Taya and Miho. And Taya's like, really? Is like yo-yos the new like craze? Is that what all the kids are into lately? I don't, I don't get it. And Joey's like, oh, yeah. All the kids love this shit. Check out what I can do. And he does he does the thing where like he, you know, throws it down and it stays there. Uh and uh the sleeper. He, the way that he talks about it leading up to this, you get the idea that like he thinks that yo-yos are what turn women on, right? Like like he's talking about his yo-yo like it's like, yeah, ladies, wait till you get a load of my yo-yo. on. Uh, I'm quite Girls the like guys who have skills. Well, and, and so here's the thing is, so he's talking about it, and I honestly don't remember what he says because it's not important. Because what happens is, is he does the sleeper, and Miho flips her shit. She's like, oh my god, the yo-yo went down and it stayed there. It's just floating in midair. How does he do that? Like, freaking out about this beginner yo-yo trick. I feel uh, like that's whole, Miho's whole deal is to just flip out in excitement about just random shit and to talk about herself in the third person. I think it is. I had forgotten that that was like one of her character traits until this showed up uh, again, where I was like, oh yeah, Miho just talks about Miho. Okay. All right, Miho, you, you do your thing. But it could also be that Joey isn't wrong and like yo-yos are this universe's panty dropper. Like... <laughs> I feel bad for saying those words, but, but, uh, but do you know what I mean? Like, is, are we being introduced to a world where it is not the one's physical figure that others find sexually attractive, but rather how you throw this small disc around? That's a concept of Beyblade that we've <laughs> talked about before. That's true. Oh, we will get into that my friend um man i really want to do a beyblade podcast after this if this ever dies we're gonna do a beyblade podcast oh god um not again <laughs> uh but yeah i feel like the Yu-Gi-Oh universe just goes all in on various crazes like way more than like real life does just like any new thing comes along and like the entire country just is up in arms trying to get on in on the latest craze yeah like i feel like the show is trying to be a distillation of the 90s in a way like the way that like you or i would be introduced to this like a new fad and get really into it and then it would just like disappear for a while three words teeny beanie babies oh my god yes yeah 
I used to go to McDonald's specifically to get the Teeny Beanie Baby Happy Meal toys. Oh yeah, the ones that with like the clips on them. Um, and I would just, I, I like I wouldn't even want food. I would just make my mom buy the toy. Yeah, uh, I remember wanting to go to McDonald's specifically for that and seeing like a line almost around the block of cars trying to go through the drive-through. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think I've got some teeny beeny babies in one of my boxes around here. That would not surprise me. How many Furbies do you have in your room right now? <sighs> Two. <laughs> Two more than most people our age, Jimmy. <laughs> but, That's but a it, long story. We won't talk about it now. No, we don't need to talk about that here. But it does. It, it brings me to an interesting idea of what they could do with the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise moving forward. If season zero is sort of a distillation of the 90s and like a representation of these passing 90s crazes i wonder if they could find a way to do a like season zero part two where they revisit the same universe like before it became dual monsters uh but they're all grown up and now they have nostalgia for those old fads and it's just like a it's just like a uh like the flavor of youth style like very serious drama like nostalgia sort of uh anime but still with magical powers and stuff oh absolutely just grown adults think reminiscing on how they use yo-yos to fight a gang back in the day I mean, basically, basically what I'm picturing is what would happen if you took this podcast and made a movie out of it? It would flop. <laughs> it would. It would. Uh, it, but, I, but I would watch it on Netflix, I think, is the, <laughs> I think is the lesson there. Um, anyway, so Joey shows off uh, the sleeper trick, and then he's like, oh, you think, you think that's cool? Get a load of this. And he lowers the yo-yo, uh, still spinning there on the string. He lowers it to the ground, and it goes forward because that's what happens when you lower a spinning yo-yo to the ground uh and he goes walking the dog uh and then he like brings it back and then he goes and check this out and he does he yells uh loop de loop and starts just like flailing the yo-yo wildly it's not even a trick he's just like spinning it spinning it around his head no yeah exactly he has no all directions but here's but here's the other thing that that makes me think maybe like we are stumbling into a a pocket dimension where yo-yo equals sex appeal is because while he's doing this he's doing that like rapper like like you know like like uh what's the word he's he's like being his own hype man in a way he's like (laughs) check it out Meanwhile, Taya is watching, and she is not impressed, like, even a, a tiny bit whatsoever. No, no that's true. Miho, like, Miho is, which the, is fun. It's just walk the dog. It's, like, the simplest trick you can do. And yeah. Joey is pretty put out by that. <laughs> Taya continues to be the one person with, like, a level head in this series. Yeah. Uh, so Tristan comes in and uh, catches the yo-yo, right? And he's, like talking to joey and he's like oh you got a yo-yo that's the new craze uh but you know they're it it can be pretty dangerous sometimes uh and miho's like oh i would love to learn how to yo-yo like this looks really fun uh and tristan like hears this and he's got a crush on miho right i guess is the one like backstory that you 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 kind of get through this but he's like uh oh man what would 
what would happen if Miho took on such a dangerous hobby as yo-yoing? And it cuts to like a even more cartoonish like thought bubble that he has. And he's imagining Miho trying to yo-yo. And like, it's like a family guy cutaway. Yeah. Like a hypothetical situation. And, uh, and it's, it's cartoony Miho, like holding a yo-yo and she throws it down it stays there for a second, but then it like mysteriously pops back up, hits her in the head and she like passes out. She's got like X's on her eyes. And then it's just like a crying Tristan over her body. Yeah. It's like, he's in this like spotlight in the surrounded by darkness and he's like, no, why? (laughs) (laughs) And like, on the one hand, that's an that's a horribly sexist thing to like assume about Miho's first time yo-yoing, right? Like, oh, she's a woman. She's so frail. She'll hurt herself with this yo-yo. But at the same time, it's Miho, so it could yeah, totally she happen. She probably would. That's probably exactly what would happen if <laughs> from, Miho tried to use a yo-yo. From everything that we know about Miho, that that would 100% be the episode if that were allowed to happen. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know how to feel about that. Um, but so Tristan starts talking about like the dangers of yo-yoing and Taya goes, that's right. Have you guys heard about this vagrant group with the yo-yos? The vagrant gang. And everyone's like, what? The, there's a vagrant gang with yo-yos? And, and she goes, yeah, there's a vagrant gang with yo-yos and many students from our school have fallen victim to them. Which like she says fallen victim, right? Yeah. Are people being killed by yo-yos, Jimmy? I think they're at least getting mugged and beat up and left in alleyways. Which is like... I mean, like, okay, it's an anime. It's an anime based on a manga. So it's going to be unbelievable. But that's super unbelievable, right? Like, have you ever tried to hit somebody with a yo-yo more than once? Yeah, it it comes out and it's going to, like, just spin around and hit you. Right, or it's just like, but that's hit how them. good these guards. Stop. Oh, yeah, how good they are, yo-yos. That's true. They're very good at yo-yos. Um, okay, so what happens next? I'm looking at my notes here. Um, if you're watching along at home, you've probably caught up to me by now. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So uh, Joey's like, uh, uh, huh? The vagrants with yo-yos are, are are mugging people and taking advantage of people with yo-yos. I should do something about this. And he like declares that he is going to go and confront these vagrants and make them stop by himself by everyone's just like yeah okay uh and then it like it like does a crossfade to a scene later that night uh where yugi's at uh, his grandpa's game store and he's in the upper room and he's like unpacking his backpack you know he's taking stuff out and he like thinks to himself well it is joey so he probably really is going to confront them and that's like the yep, whole scene. That's Joey. That's the whole scene, which reads as, "Yep, that's Joey. He's a dumbass." <laughs> yep, that's our Joey, always going out to confront gangs by himself in the middle of the night. But like, I mean, apparently that's just like a thing that he does, and a thing that he is known for, maybe. Uh, so we cut to the next day, and smash cut. Uh, uh, Joey is not at school and Tristan's like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. It's unimaginable. Joey's not at school. He's always here, which like, if you haven't seen the other episodes, Joey is always late. Joey is not a good student. Uh, it's, it's kind of odd to me that Tristan thinks that this is weird, but 
maybe he wasn't yeah. in school at all that day. I don't know. Yeah, there's a line that he uses. It's like his health is supposed to be his one good point, which is like a burn on Joey. Oh. Also saying like he's too healthy to like get sick and stay out of school. Right, right. He can't. He can't help. Uh, he can't uh, get sick to save his life. Uh, so they opt to uh, go and find him. Uh, they're gonna go to his home and like see if he's okay. Uh, at this point, I have in my notes that everything in this episode looks like high schoolers drew it on lined note paper. Did you feel the same way? Kind of. It's There's... that. It's got that kind of gritty aesthetic to it that I yeah. feel like this um this this series pulled directly from the manga it has a, a more stylized look to it than the Yu-Gi-Oh we're used to and i feel like this episode has a a particularly uh aesthetic look to it yeah like it it feels uh, you said it really well it feels like the manga i think like it it, it seeing this really makes me understand cuz i wasn't really an anime kid like, you know, in the anime club, quote unquote, like in middle school or high school or anything, I just kind of knew about it and would watch what I liked. But there was this style at that time of like manga that kids would draw and it, you could you could see it from a mile off. And it was this one yeah. particular sort of flavor, right, of, of, of manga. And this is that. This is this is the. This is the anime equivalent of that S that everyone drew in their notebooks. Oh yeah, where got... you start with like the six lines, the, yeah. the six vertical lines, and you, yeah, uh huh. This is just it's all these edgy characters using yo-yos as weapons. It's extremely nineties and it's extremely anime, and I love it. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so they go to uh, Joey's uh, home, this like apartment building. And, it's Japan. Everyone lives in apartment buildings. Yeah. Uh, and they go to uh, his front door and uh, they, I'm trying to remember the, the sequence here, but they knock on the door and they're like, do we even know if anyone's home? And uh, no one's answering the door. And, and they're and, like, do we leave? Yeah. And Miho is like, well, the, the door's open. Let's just go in. <laughs> yeah. They're talking. And meanwhile, Miho just reaches over and like opens the door. And it's like, oh, no one's here. Miho's like, oh, let's let's just do a B&E, guys. <laughs> no one's home. Let's break in. Uh, but yeah, so the door's unlocked. So they open it a bit. And this like figure whose face we never see uh but this sort of like slovenly uh sort of older man is like on a couch uh yeah we get that that standard animation like people looking around a corner or like through a door Mm -hmm. where they're all their heads are stacked on top of each other yeah they're all like peeking in the door and all they see is these like giant work boots and scattered around these boots is all these like crumpled beer cans and beer bottles Right, one of which is thrown at the door, uh, sort of as they arrive, uh, and, and the man kind of like you know yells at at them like, "What were you doing out so late? Like I expected you home," and all these things, uh, and uh, they like slam the door, freaking out, and uh, are like, "Sorry," you know, and, and run off. Uh, at which point, uh, Yugi kind of realizes like, "Oh, that was." joey's dad and i think tristan even tells him as much and he goes yeah that's that's why joey never invites anybody over is he like doesn't he doesn't get along well with his dad his dad like seems like kind of a drunk 
uh, and they don't have a good relationship, so he's just always out, basically. Um, which, again, I feel like is a very 90s storyline. Uh, I mean, I know it's a thing that happens, like, in a lot of homes across America, especially, um, but, like, that was a storyline in every 90s television show aimed at kids. Like, Boy Meets World had an episode like this. Uh, Sister Sister definitely did. Um, I'm tr- I am trying to think. Like, Fresh Prince 100% did. Uh, maybe had multiple episodes like this. And, and here we are now in Yu-Gi-Oh! Having this, like, oh, their dad's a drunk. Let's talk about that for a second. Um I'm- I feel like this adds so much more to Joey's character that we don't see in the the regular anime. Like it provides so much context as to why he has to go out and try and play card games to get money for his sister. Right. Because who else is going to do it? I mean, his dad is a drunk and his, his mom isn't there apparently. Mm-hmm. So his sister is going to just go blind and unless he does something for it. Yeah, and it kind of like it brings a real serious tone to this episode and I, I, I feel bad like even talking about it in our yeah. ostensibly comedy podcast. It's kind of a um, mood whiplash. It is. It is. Uh, and they, speaking of mood whiplash, whip away from it uh, and they cut to uh, a, a sort of a like searching montage basically as the group's like, well, he's not here. Let's search the town. And they, you know, play another happy song and they're walking along and they're looking around all places around Domino City. And uh, the animation there is actually, it's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I I was about to say, I like all these these backgrounds. There's like nice parks that they're going through, uh, like whole like streets of shopping centers. They're like pedestrian only. It's just uh, kind of nice to see this level of effort put into something as silly as Yu-Gi-Oh!, yeah, and the way that they animated is really cool too, because it's like one shot of them walking kind of towards the camera while the background behind them changes. So you kind of change from like location to location behind them while they stay the same, uh, which is an effect I, I I don't know why I like it so much, but I I always appreciate when that's in a movie where I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is conveying. This is nice. Um, so they they're looking around, and we cut to uh, this this alleyway where a group of uh, gang members, these sort of surly-looking fellows wearing matching gray suits, are uh, accosting a a young person for something or other. And at this point, all I could really pay attention to was the fact that they were wearing matching suits, but their hair was all so different. We need to talk about these guys for a little bit. Yeah, okay, so so it's, it's revealed... Eventually, I'm just going to go ahead and call it what it is. These are the Yo-Yo Gang. Yes, as uh, you might have guessed from how we've been talking about a Yo-Yo Gang, and here we see a gang. It, it is the Yo-Yo Gang. It's the Yo-Yo Gang. We're going to learn later that there are other gangs that are not Yo-Yo Gangs, but this is the Yo-Yo Gang. So, yeah. so the Yo-Yo Gang. You know how we yep. always talk about protagonist hair. Everyone in this gang has protagonist hair. They're like antagonist hair. Yeah. And they're all the most 90s looking guys you can think of. So uh, I've got them up right here. Oh, do you have like, their names and everything? Oh, I don't have their names. Okay, but do you, but you have like the looks at least? You have like a picture? Yeah. 
there's this one dude who looks just like exactly like a greaser from the 50s. He's got black hair and like that poof at the front and mm-hmm, it's all mm-hmm. slicked back. Um, there's the leader who's got like a shaved back and then the top is like blue with a ponytail. Yeah, there's... which is okay. That is 100% a Portland hipster hairstyle. Oh, is yeah. The thing. It is, it is not just blue, it is like blue raspberry slushy blue. It is solid blue. I've seen several of this guy walking around. <laughs> uh, there's like a big beefy guy who has just a, a buzz cut that's purple for some reason. Yeah, but somehow. Uh, there's another guy who looks like his head is a pineapple. He's got like all the shape. Everything is shaved close and is yellow, except mm-hmm. at the top where he's got this shock of like orange sticking up. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's a there's a Pokemon that it looks like uh, Cyndaquil. Yeah, if, any, it if looks anyone's very a fan Cyndaquil. of like Gen three starters, right? Gen three. Anyway, I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna get that wrong. Forgive me. Uh, but it looks it's like a Cyndaquil Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, not uh, a Pokemon so, podcast. Yeah, look it up. Um, and the last guy is my favorite, who I can only say looks like an off-brand Joker. Yeah, he looks like if Joker were a mid-90s street punk. Yeah. This dude, has, he's got his gray school uniform on, right? But under that, he's got this bright yellow sweater. And then his hair is purple. He's got these white kind of goggle looking glasses mm-hmm. and a green beanie and like bright red lips. Yeah. His lips are animated differently from everyone else in the show. They look like, um, I don't know this character's name because I don't watch this show, but the main character from one piece. Yeah. You know, he, has, he has like those thick lips. It's like a rubber band around his mouth. Yeah. It's, it's a solid width. The full, circumference of the mouth it's really weird um but yeah and then he's wearing this bright green beanie over his purple hair uh which is uh a look (laughs) yeah he (laughs) looks like um he looks like how people in the 90s thought punks in like the future would dress like yes yeah like it would not surprise me to see this exact outfit in the background of back to the future too yes (laughs) Back to the Future, or like, um, I think it's what's the the grim Batman in the future? Batman where Beyond? he's fighting all that. No, oh, not that future. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Re- Returns. Yeah, he looks like one of those street punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He also looks like a Batman Beyond uh, street punk. He looks like the the new Joker gang. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it. Boy, it sure is a look. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so we see these guys here and they're matching suits and they're accosting somebody. And, uh, at some point it's revealed that amongst them is Joey and he's like hanging out with these guys, you know, uh, buddy, buddy with them. He's also like bullying this child for lunch money or whatever. And when they see him, when, when Yugi and Tristan see him from sort of around the corner of this alley, Yugi yells at Joey. He's like, Joey, there you are. Like, what? why are you with these guys? We missed you. Like, please come back. Like, everyone's been worried about you. Why were and, you not at school? Yeah, and he's like, uh, 
I, I forget. I didn't write down exactly what he said, but he goes, no, leave me alone. Like I'm leaving that behind. I'm with these guys now. He says, um, Oh, Yugi yells, why are you with those guys? And one of the, it's the Joker guy turns to Joey and says, do you know these brats? Oh, that's right. And Joey says, no, I don't know them. Let's go. Oh, which is just such a like, oh, hits you right. such a like mean 90s kid thing to do. It is. Every beat of this episode is so 90s. It's amazing. This, this is that aesthetic. Um, and, and so they start to walk off and the, the sort of leader of this group, the guy with the blue ponytail is like, okay, Joey, I'm, I'm glad you're with us. We're going to show you where the hideout is, uh, or where the, what does he say? Like the gathering spot is. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I want to talk about this for a second. So because you have subtitles on, uh, for, for us English speakers, they spell out the name of the shop that they meet at. You don't hear it said in the Japanese, though, I don't think. Or at least if you do, maybe it was in a part of the sentence that I wasn't expecting. So I didn't hear it said out loud. But the subtitle <laughs> says they meet at a shop called, and I'm going to spell it, J apostrophe Z. Jays. See, that's not how I read it. Jays. That's not how. See, the way I read it, you know me. Uh, I read it as we meet at a shop called Jizz. (laughs) (laughs) That is not how I read it at all, but. And maybe that says something about us as people. Maybe we shouldn't read too much into this. Um, But yeah, so they they gather at a shop called Jizz. (laughs) Jizz. I mean, we see the shop later on, yeah. and that's exactly how it's spelled. So, like on the sign out front. So, Jays, we're gonna call it Jays. Let's call it Jays. Let's call it Jays. <laughs> um. So, also, can I just say that yeah. the leader of the gang here looks to be at least like a twenty-five-year-old man, even though they're all in like high school. Oh yeah, guaranteed. This dude's in his thirties. Like. <laughs> No question. He's huge. He's he's like built. He's got this deep voice. Uh, his name is Hirotani, I believe. Uh, and as they're kind of walking away, uh, he has a line that establishes that there's this like high school rivalry between Domino High and another high school called Rintama, uh, which I guess they have to explain because like these punks are from rentama and that's why they pick on kids from domino high i don't know if that's like 100% the reason but but it at least sets up this like sort of world building for this um yeah why we haven't seen these guys they go to a different school yeah yeah and uh as, as they're walking away and, and like this is being explained yugi kind of runs after them uh and tries to like I guess physically grab Joey, maybe hoping that'll help. And uh, the guy with the green beanie uh, just like punches Yugi across the face in slow motion. In slow motion, it's really good. Except I didn't think that members of this gang were allowed to use their fists at first. I was I was like expecting there to be some sort of repercussion for not using a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> the approved methods, right? Yeah, and they talk about that a little bit even uh, later on. But uh, there's this uh, 
there's this moment, the next thing I have in my notes is that Yugi, oh no, it's later on, uh, the, the, the guys, Yugi and, and Tristan meet up with Taya and, and, and Miho and they're talking about like, yeah, Joey went off with this gang and Yugi it's important has, to note, um, yeah. just a little bit before this, um, Tristan recognizes that guy. He, he sees the leader of the gang and he's like, oh, oh shit, it's right, that guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Joey used to hang out with those guys in middle school. Right. Uh, and, and So they're and, actually, the gang is actually Joey's old friends. Right. And Hirotani says something to that effect as well. Like, you know, it's it's good to, to see that he's like not a chump, even though he went to Domino High when he should have gone to Rintama or whatever. Uh, but sort of on hearing all of this, Yugi has this flashback where he's like, I became friends with Joey because of this puzzle. And he's like holding his millennium puzzle. And he has a flashback to the time when Joey was a huge dick to him and stole a piece of the puzzle and threw it in the river. And like, that's why they became friends. Yeah. Question mark. I mean, it, it did in the roundabout sort of way. Like he eventually gave the puzzle piece back after Yugi saved his life. But like, they didn't show that in the flashback. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it I guess he's just remembering that oh yeah, Joey used to be a huge asshole. Oh, but and they're still friends despite it. Yeah, that he's like changed as a person. Uh... So what's he doing with this this yo-yo gang of hoodlums? These right. vagrants. Uh speaking of vagrants, uh we cut from that flashback directly into an impending gang fight. Uh, the the yo-yo gang and their gray suits are standing uh, opposite a gang of uh, similarly surly gentlemen in green suits, which is a fucking look. Uh, <laughs> man, if, if you really want to give, like, if you want to give somebody the impression that you're up to no good, wear matching green suits. It is uh, something to behold. Yeah, like, it, it looks like they're doing, like, a Santa's workshop sort of thing. Like that's the only time I've seen that many people in green suits running around is, is like at the I'm mall. I'm trying to skip Christmas. around to the episode to, to find this scene. It's kind of towards the middle here. This is great audio. Uh, I just use oh, this time to are. scroll along. Yeah. So, so kind of describe what, what is this? What is this vibe they're giving off here? Jimmy. <laughs> These guys look like um, these guys look like gangsters from a a plant themed navy. Like if these guys were Pokemon trainers, they'd oh. all be grass type. Yes, they'd be these... from the grass type academy. Yeah, like these are the motherfuckers you have to get through to get to the grass type gym leader. Yeah, they're they're just mooks. Yeah. That or they uh, are the guys that run up and ask you riddles. Oh, yeah. These guys are totally <laughs> ask you riddles. Yeah, on, on your way to something. Um, so they uh, are sort of setting up this scene where you know that these two gangs are going to clash. And uh, you can even see, like, uh, you know, one of the gang members is grabbing a yo-yo, right? And yeah. uh, Joey... The oh, no, opposite gang is like staring them down. Mm -hmm. And in the foreground, we see a yo-yo drop into frame. Yeah. And the opposite gang is just like, oh shit, they all freak out. 
All yeah, of a sudden. like, oh no, they've got by the way, they're like on the roof of a school building or something, at, like at sunset, and so these all these dramatic shadows and light lighting behind them. Yeah, it's a very it's, like Last Samurai esque sort of shot. It's really uh it's really dramatic. But then so they're they're prepping their their yo yo's except for Joey. And Joey's like, I want to use my fists. Uh, to which Shirotani says, ah, yes, that's very honorable. <laughs> uh, and, and he, he, he says something that essentially implies like, you need to prove yourself to us, use your fists to show us that you're worthy of joining our ranks. Yeah. All and, right. and Joey like steps forward and it fades to black, implying that he's gonna fight this gang all by himself. Uh, at which point, we yeah, cut there's over... a freaking freeze oh, no, frame, yeah, like at the end of Bruce, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where it's like it's that anime sort of, um, like that Photoshop filter effect that I'm blinking on, like a like a zoom blur, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. zoom blur freeze framed on these gang members running at Joey at sunset and suddenly it just cuts away. Yeah. It's all very dramatic. Butch Cassidy. Oh, that's a great, that's a great thing to compare this to actually. That really fits. <laughs> um, then it cuts from there to, uh, Tristan in his, uh, what I thought was his beautification club sash. He's wearing this like red sash over his school uniform Pink, and he's and he's marching it might be pink you're right uh but he's he's marching uh sort of through this alleyway to where he thinks that Joey's going to be and he like marches right past uh Yugi and Taya and Miho but while he's marching this amazing like march music is playing like he's some like american general on his way to war uh, yeah and it's so good the music, and I say this every time we do an original series uh, episode, the music in this show is always on point, and this is no exception. And you're not the only one to think that, because as he's marching with this like glorious honor within him, uh, Taya says, what's with that band? Uh, Did you catch this? Yeah. I think this is the first time in the whole series we've seen anyone break the fourth wall but okay so is that intentional or is that accidental because he is wearing this like pink sash i thought she was talking about the band that he's wearing oh that might be it i prefer your version <laughs> i i really like the idea that Taya is the first person to break the fourth wall in this show i think that's really appropriate actually like if anyone in this universe is going to notice that they're in a television show it would be Taya. Yeah, now now I'm wondering because the word band left is kind of vague. It could apply to two things here, here because there is a band playing during this scene. So I thought she was talking about the music because then uh, Tristan gets to the opening, the entrance of Jay's, which is just like a really weird hole in a brick wall with a little sign out front. Mm -hmm. And then the music just, he, he like monologues to himself for a little bit. Like, Joey, I suppose I'm the only one who can open your eyes and, like, steals himself to go in and, like, free Joey from these criminals. And meanwhile, like, the other guys are, like, walk up behind him without him noticing. And they're like, 
oh, hey, what are you doing out here? And he, like, freaks the fuck out and the music stops. Yeah. So I thought that was, like, like the music was, like, carrying from within him that he was bringing <laughs> around. And so Teo was just like, what's with that music? I... And then he, like, he freaks out and, like, frog hops up on top of the Jay's sign. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I didn't see you guys there. I did not even consider that like take on it but i i love that i far prefer that to just like what's in in the the text of the show i guess uh i mean either way like kudos to the translators for (laughs) for giving that little uh that little nut to chew on i Uh, choose to believe yeah hey i i'm a believer man You, you you've converted me um so they they ask him why he's wearing the sash and he explains that when he and Joey first became friends, it was in middle school, and they were in the track and field team together. And One did- aside, um, uh, when they first start talking to him, and uh, Yugi asks, hey, what's with the sash? And, you sa- uh-huh. and he says, hey, that's secret. And then Miho says, Miho wants to know. And then he like oh, right. instantly turns around and starts <laughs> monologuing about his history. Yeah. He like instantly just whips around like 180 degrees and says, it was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like we cut to a shot from the side as he's talking and Taya is just like, Ugh, in the background, just put up with like so sick of his shit with Miho. Tristan's relationship to Miho is kind of like those like, old klondike bar commercials you what know? would you do for a klondike yeah what bar? would you do for a klondike bar like if miho really wanted like someone killed would tristan just like become a hitman i think he would i think he would try i think he, he would, would feel bad about it but he would try i think he would and that's like you know that's a that's a special kind of love <laughs> <laughs> not really sure that that's love but it's a it's a special kind of something i guess uh, anyway he starts talking about middle school yeah so he's talking about middle school they're on the track and field team together and he describes this like relay race that they did where uh he like had the the sash that had to be handed off to the next person and he was faster than joey but joey was like the the anchor he was like the last person in the relay so he had to hand the sash to joey and then joey took it to victory or whatever and that was like the sort of what what is he he's like the the first budding of our friendship like their friendship is some delicate flower that that needs my powerful running quickly got up got us to second and then i gave the band to genochi joey right who was the anchor it was all up to him yeah yeah uh, and then they won, right? Yeah. So he's brought the sash with him for some reason. Uh, I, I guess thinking that like showing it to Joey will remind him that they're friends. Uh, it's another friendship symbol. Yeah. And that he doesn't, it is fuck. All right. Episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Ah, uh, yeah. Have their own friendship symbols. Yugi, Yu-Gi-Oh!, in every iteration is obsessed with friendship symbols and listeners of the show knows that that pisses me off to no end and I don't (laughs) understand it. Uh, and, uh, okay. Yeah. 
Of course, I say also, that I say that knowing that like now that I have a paying job, one of the things I want to save up for is a tattoo that I really want to get. And now I'm thinking like, oh, it's only a matter of time until I get that as a tattoo, isn't it? <laughs> God, please don't. Uh, no, I, I am not I going won't. to get a matching one. No, no. Oh, God, no. Uh, no, 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 no. I love the aside uh, flashback to uh, track and field because I think that's the first time in any Yu-Gi-Oh where anyone is shown doing something athletic instead of like sitting around playing card games. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I think really uh, that this series really went for was like games of all kinds. So including like physical activity, which in Yu-Gi-Oh that we typically watch, the only activity the only recreation is dual monsters yeah it's like, just this all-consuming thing there's nothing else right so it's nice to get these other glimpses of oh yeah there there's a whole world beyond this card game show we're watching yeah yeah exactly uh yeah no so that that is really re- like refreshing and we kind of cut back from that and uh the uh, the group is kind of like, okay, yeah, like we're gonna help you, and we cut to uh, the gang fight uh, back where Joey is gonna take on an entire gang single handedly, and he fucking does. Like he lays into these fools, and there's this full on fight scene where it's just Joey against like six guys, and it ends with them all sprawled on the ground, and he's like standing there, sort of uh, like. Uh, it's like in um, is it Dark Knight Rises, our second Batman reference of the day, uh, where Batman like fights off like six dudes, and then he's just standing there in the rain, and he's like clenching his fists, and he's real serious, and he's breathing all heavy, like it's that. That's exactly what Joey's doing. Yeah, but it's Joey, so you can't really take it seriously. But he looks so serious while yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, it's true. Joey in this series looks a lot more serious than Joey in uh, in quote-unquote actual Yu-Gi-Oh. He looks badass. He does. Uh, so is there anything before the commercial break? No. Okay, so the commercial break stinger is my next note because it looks exactly like the Who's That Pokemon stinger from Pokemon. Uh, it's just like the the glowing eyes and third eye of yami yugi and then a, a just all black silhouette cutout of, of yami yugi and i really wanted to shout who's that pokemon but i was just like watching this in my living room with headphones on and i didn't want to scare the dog <laughs> um yeah that's yeah it looks very much like uh who's that pokemon that's the only this one has this show has good uh commercial stingers it does like they're really well made uh the one coming back from commercial is like the the third eye sort of superimposed over hieroglyphs and stuff and that's yeah really it's well. all these hieroglyphs uh just in a wall and one of them is like the carving of the eye in the millennium puzzle mm-hmm. and then yugi's shadow like appears over it and then the camera just zooms into the eye yeah and it like it i think if there were a real commercial in the middle it would have been like really affecting to be like oh shit it's back uh but now it's just like oh okay that's nice yeah uh Here's so a- they uh we cut back to yugi and tristan and Taya and miho and they go into jay's 
and the clerk there, I guess, just like knows everything about this gang for some reason. Yeah, he's the he's the wise bartender that they're pumping for information. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that gang, they, they hang out here all the time. And like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be out uh, in, in the alleyways, like fighting another gang right about now. Uh, or if they're not, they're in their hideout up in this warehouse outside of town. Uh, and he gives them this like surprisingly detailed uh, like, oh, what time is it right now? 6 p.m. Well, they should be uh, in such and such a place fighting so and so. And he like has their itinerary open, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like doing regular bartender things, just wiping down glasses and dishes and stuff as he's giving him giving this spiel. Yeah, what what time of day do you think it is when they're in here? Late evening. It looks like a coffee bar or something, and it's like it's not. You would think a place a gang would hang out in would be like run down, uh-huh. but this is like a fairly nice coffee shop. It's got art that's framed on the walls. It has, um, it has like those generic like ceiling tiles. Yeah, like it like looks foam like ceiling tiles. It looks like a New York. It looks like a Manhattan coffee shop. Yeah, not but like a super modern one. No, but well, no, but it's you not know, like bad for the nineties, right? Like, yeah, it looks like a nice Starbucks. Yeah, but it's completely empty. <laughs> Did you notice that? They're yeah, the maybe they're not open here yet. for some reason. Well, I, then, like, why did they let these random kids in, right? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so anyway, so the the yeah, the bartender guy knows like everything about this gang for some reason. Which, like, I mean, I guess you could argue that because the gang is there all the time, of course, he would pick something up. But if a gang were frequenting my establishment, I would try to learn as little about them as possible. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't like talk about who they are and where they hang out to random strangers who come in. No, I mean, especially like, I mean, that sounds like a good way to get shanked or in this case, yo-yoed or yo-yoed, which like, or shank yo-yoed. It kind of sounds silly at first, but I mean, if in real life there were a gang known for like beating people to submission with yo-yos, I would be extra terrified of them. Right? Like, Oh shit. Those are the guys who are so good at yo-yo that they killed a dude. (laughs) They're so good at yo-yos that it's like what they're known for. Yeah. Like that almost gives them extra street cred. Uh, Let's see what happens next. It cuts to the generic 90s spooky abandoned warehouse. Ah, yes. The warehouse outside of town that the bartender mentioned where the gang is practicing their yo-yo techniques. Uh, You see the guy in the green hat literally break a beer bottle with his yo-yo. Like it shatters. it's, It's like when someone's like practicing with pistols or whatever and they're just shooting beer bottles off a fence. It's like that, but with yo-yos. Because that's a normal thing to do with yo-yos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're they're you know practicing, and Joey's like reclining on a couch, uh, checking out his new yo-yo, uh, which is a. Did you catch the brand name on the yo-yo? No, I don't know if you see it in this shot or if it's a couple shots from now, but it's uh, a Fireboy branded yo-yo. <laughs> Fireboy, which which I think is really great because in the Duel Monsters series, one of his favorite cards is Flame Swordsman, the Fireboy. Huh. Foreshadowing, maybe it all comes around. 
It all comes around. <laughs> Probably accidental, but I'm gonna the say the yo-yo of time turns. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh that that's just like Joey's you know flaming aura or something. Uh, it, it keeps coming around. Um, so uh, yeah, so they're hanging out, they're practicing, and then Tristan and Yugi enter. Where the girls went, I do not know. Uh, they just decided to not come with, which feels not smart. in character. For, well, it's smart, yes. <laughs> but like not in character for them, kind of? Yeah. The rest of the show, they're always up for like sneaking around and finding mysteries and Yeah, stuff. Miho literally pulled a, a B&E earlier this episode. Like, I don't think this is the kind of show to be like, oh, well, the women should stay behind. Yeah, so it's weird that they just kind of vanish. Yeah, uh, but so Tristan and Yugi enter, and they try the same thing, kind of, that they they tried uh, back when we first met the Yo-Yo gang. They're, they're talking to Joey, and they're, like, trying to convince him to come back, and uh, Tristan uh, hands out... Or, no, sorry, before that, uh, Joey says that he wasn't coerced. You know, he, he's not being, like tricked by anybody or like blackmailed by anybody he's there of his own free will because he's sick and tired of classes dragging him down and this is the sickest burn of all pretending to be yugi's friend Ooh, and man i gotta tell you that one hit me that one that one was tough that's harsh i'm kind of waiting for like i'm kind of waiting for you to quit the podcast that way (laughs) (laughs) Tired of pretending to be your friend, Tyler. <laughs> tired of pretending to like Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that that like first stab to the heart, right? And then Tristan hands out the the sash from the relay race, and Joey like takes it, throws it to the ground, and stomps on it. Uh, <laughs> at which point Tristan gets like so overwhelmed with rage that he goes to punch Joey in the face. But then Joey ducks because we just saw Joey take out like a whole gang of people. So like, yeah, Joey's really good at fighting. Turns out, uh, so Joey ducks and then gut punches Tristan, like knocking him to the ground. Uh, and we fade to black, I guess, on that scene. I, I don't know of anything else that happens there. Uh, but we cut to. I, I did love Joey's line about how he's tired of like p- classes and like school like keeping him down and now he's just gonna do what he wants like like that's such a 90s bad boy thing to say it's like all right joey go back to doodling little anarchy symbols in the margins in your math homework (laughs) you edgelord is his collar popped when he says that oh it's a hundred percent it's a hundred percent popped you can you can hear it popping as he says those words (laughs) uh but yeah, so uh, we we cut to the next day at Rintama High School, the the rival high school where the the gang members go, and the the gang is saying that there are now no other gangs in Domino City that oppose them. They are the the top gang, uh, and they're like trying to figure out kind of what to do with that. Uh, when again, for the third time, Tristan and Yugi show up. <laughs> And they show up like in this uh, like hole that's been cut in a chain link fence and they're like backlit, right? So there's like a silhouette behind them. And uh, Tristan challenges uh, the leader of the gang. He's like, we're going to take you down uh, both for like 
taking our friend from us and for just like being a notorious gang that hurts people. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, the leader uh, uh, who's, name i said her earlier hirotani 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 uh of course pulls out a green yo-yo <laughs> and uh and tristan but wait it gets better it does tristan's like okay fine 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 he's got a yo-yo these guys are gonna yo-yos whatever let me grab and he like looks around uh a broom and he grabs a broom right and he's gonna use it as like a like a a, a bow staff yeah, he freaking twirls it like a sword. Which is pretty cool. Like, kudos to him for at least having the chops to back up his his kind of claim here. Uh, but then, <laughs> it's my favorite shot in the whole goddamn episode. The yo-yo grows spikes. <laughs> <laughs> he presses, like, some hidden button and all these spikes just pop out from the edges of it. He's like metal spikes around the, the ring of the yo-yo. Uh, and he he throws it out. He shoots it out at Tristan, and it like fires past Tristan's head, and it cuts the broom. And it comes back, and Tristan's unarmed, and he like uh, throws it again to like knock Tristan to the ground. Uh, or no, I think it's all he straight one, up like one kicks motion. Tristan to the ground. Oh, that's right. He, that's like, right. Knees him in the stomach. So he like he like throws the yo-yo, he disarms Tristan, he kicks him to the ground, and then he's gonna throw the yo-yo again for like a killing blow. Yeah, the final blow, he says as he uh he yells it as he's like throwing the spiked yo-yo directly at uh Tristan's neck. Yeah, it's like a fucking called shot, right? And uh, at that exact moment, Yugi leaps into the path of the yo-yo, and the yo-yo hits the millennium puzzle, <laughs> bounces back. And then the spikes, as the yo-yo sail past Hirotani's face, they they leave this like cut along his cheekbone, uh, and he like cut with his own yo-yo. He like wipes the blood from his face, and he's like unacceptable. Uh, you know, we we have we have things that we do to people like you, uh, and the gang st- <laughs> says, "You hurt my face, unforgivable." <laughs> Oh, As God, he like looks down at what this, I remembered. This, this cut on his cheek where he got scratched by a yo-yo. Unforgivable. That was my favorite face. <laughs> uh, and the gang straight up kidnaps Yugi, this like tiny child. And the next shot is they're back in the warehouse and Yugi is tied up. He's handcuffed and like hanging from a hook. And yeah. they're they're beating him. Just beating the shit out of this tiny child. Uh, with their fists or with yo-yos? I forget. Uh, I think with their fists. We see it as the panning shot comes past the window. Yeah, so it's not a bunch of guys. Clear. It's kind of shitty animation, but it's like they're using him as a punching bag. It's just like, pum, 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 pum. Yeah. Uh, again, this like this child who's, I think, supposed to be like 13 now, but definitely looks, sounds, and acts like he's six. Uh, and he's like crying, of course, and he's all bruised, uh, and, uh, he, he's, you know, sort of crying out like, save me, save me. And, uh, from... Hirotani has a great, uh, line here where he's looking at Yugi's like broken body hanging there. Um, did you get like a Passion of the Christ vibe here? (laughs) I did. He, he got yo-yoed for our sins. (laughs) 
But Hirotani has a great line where he says, your body is learning your lesson for you. Oh, no. You see what happens to those who defy me? Oh, no. Oh, no. Hirotani, no. Don't say that. Don't say those words in that order. Hirotani, no. And so Yugi is just like moaning in pain. And suddenly like there's a shot of the side of the busted old warehouse where there's like a plank that's like a makeshift door in a hole in the wall that's kicked open and we see this silhouetted figure standing there hands in his pockets and the gang looks over and it's joey joey wheeler new york yo-yo uh yeah and he like he like started like struts forward uh and he says he says a line i only wrote down one part of this but he says something about like uh, you know, you said you'd leave my friends alone. Uh, yeah. but now, now my friends got, got, you know, mixed in with this. And he says, he, he, he like pulls out his yo-yo and he says, I will finish this. And he throws his yo-yo at Yugi. He like parts the crowd here and he throws his yo-yo at Yugi. And then at the last possible second, it swerves. It has a spin to it in the air somehow i don't know how he did that like it goes straight for like three feet and then it swerves like 45 degrees to the left hitting one of the gang members in the face uh and and he's like knocked like six feet backwards into some like rubbish or cardboard boxes or something right because joey is good at fighting and now that he's joined the yo-yo gang he's good at (laughs) yo-yo joey gained a skill (laughs) yo-yo uh and uh, he he says that, you know, he only joined uh, sort of on the proviso that they leave his friends alone. And now that they mess with Yugi, he's bringing them all down. Which is pretty badass. It's a, re- it's a really good scene. Like, if I joined you, you said you'd keep your hands off my buddies. And so he's, he was basically coerced into joining this gang again. Like and with that's, his friends' his leverage. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I, it's kind of hard to tell from the line. Like, was he coerced, or was that just like an agreement of, "Hey, now that I'm a part of your gang, leave my friends alone." Like, it still kind of leaves it open for 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 questioning. Like, was he really just saying, "Like, I am sick and tired of school, and I don't want to deal with this anymore," and he's just saying that he's not Yugi's friend to like keep Yugi safe from these dangerous people that help him live the lifestyle he wants to lead, or was it I coercion? I don't know. And we don't. Anyway, we don't get the explanation because the next thing that happens is uh, that he. Uh, basically confronts the entire gang at once and uh all of them start firing their yo-yos sort of shooting them out around joey as this sort of like i don't like yo-yo cage almost it's a yo-yo gauntlet yeah like they're all flying within like inches of him and hirotani starts like monologuing at joey like you want out of this life you gotta go through me sort of thing like this is the best line yeah, yeah yeah um Joey is surrounded by all these whirring uh, yo-yos and the boss says, take one step and all that awaits is hell. Oh my God. That's so good. Why is this episode actually good all of a sudden? How did this Why happen? Why does it have so many good lines about yo-yos? I didn't think that that was possible. 
but so uh uh he Joey just like hears this and without even replying starts walking towards him starts walking towards the boss and he's like shielding himself from the yo-yos they're like pummeling him they're hitting him and he's holding up his hands and arms trying to protect his face uh and he like breaks through some of them and gets closer to the leader who throws his spiked yo-yo at Joey the final blow once again once again but Joey throws his yo-yo at that yo-yo deflecting it hitting the handcuffs that are holding Yugi up and freeing him so he falls to the ground uh and then a gang member uh I forget which one was it Green Hat again? Sneaks up uh, behind Joey and knocks him out. Yeah, it's a it's a big guy with the purple hair who like raises both his fists and like just clubs him on the back of the head. And that action uh, is what triggers Yugi's Millennium Puzzle. And now we get the best music ever. <laughs> Your favorite music, Yugi's transformation sequence. This is my favorite music. Full stop. <laughs> we've talked about this before this music will make you feel powerful <laughs> uh so so the transformation music plays and the the millennium item sort of transformation anim- uh, animation happens and yugi becomes yami yugi and he grabs the hook that he was previously hanging on and it lifts him up to the top of the building and uh he uh like gets out onto the roof of the building and He's the, on a railing up there. Yeah. Just balanced on top of it. He like he like runs across this fucking catwalk, right? And uh somehow I think they run up the stairs. The rest of the gang like follows Yugi up to the roof. Yeah, the boss says, chase him, don't let him leave alive. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh and he reveals to the gang members that he has a yo-yo of his own now. Yeah, they're up on the like a corrugated roof, and Yugi's up there. And he's he's like fash he's like brandishing this blue yo-yo. Did he have that at the beginning of the episode? I have no idea where he got this I yo-yo. Think, I think the transformation gave him a yo-yo. I think is what happened. It's entirely here. possible. Uh so so he has this yo-yo and he is like uh the the gang catches him and they go, Ha, ah, you, you can't run away from us on the roof and he goes uh, you know, in, indeed, perhaps you would like to play a game. The rules are simple. Last one standing on the roof wins. And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. But whatever. <laughs> Which always happens in these episodes. Yugi just challenges people to a game as they're like trying to kill him. And they like go along with it every time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in their defense this time, there's like six of them and they're on this fairly small tin roof with this child. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, like I would take that bet, sure. Uh meanwhile, uh there's a lot of cutting back and forth happening yeah. here, which is really cool. Uh but so meanwhile, uh Joey is battling the boss, challenging the boss uh to a duel. A duel of yo-yos. <laughs> uh and they sort of have this like standoff where they're like uh, you know, Joey's like, I'm going to bring you down. You shouldn't mess with my friends. And I forget what Hirotani says, but it's... He says, what nostalgic words. It reminds me of middle school. Ugh. And, Ugh. and Joey says, the old you didn't stink as much as you do now. Ooh. Sick burn. 
Nice one, Joey. Nice one. Zinged him. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, uh, we cut back to Yugi and the gang members, and Yugi is actively running from the gang. Uh, yeah, they're chasing him around the roof. And just in like a circle, basically, sort of yeah. up and down this this rooftop. And they're like, you can't run from us forever. And you see a shot of Yugi uh, sort of yo-yoing, right, as as you do. Yeah. But he's it's yo-yoing. a close-up shot of his legs running. Yeah, with the yo-yo kind of coming up and down. And he's yo-yoing so hard that his yo-yo is making holes in the tin roof every time it comes down. So there's a hole now every, like, couple of feet, right? Uh, and we cut back, and Hiratani uh, grabs glass from something? Yeah. Uh, right before this, Joey just straight up punches him right in the nose. Yeah. And, like, blood goes flying everywhere. Like he real, punches them like really hard. Real blood. Not even animated no. blood. Real blood that they got for this show. <laughs> uh, they splatter it right on the screen uh, when filming these animations. No, cells. but we don't often see blood in this show, so it's a little jarring. Um, and then he anyway, grabs... Anyway, the, yo-yo, the yo-yos are off. It's a fist fight now. Yeah, it's just punches, which we know Joey is best at. Uh, and uh, Hiritani grabs this like piece of glass... <laughs> Like a shard of glass like, like, that he's like a broken window, hand. and he holds it in his hand and he crushes it in his hand, which like ow for one, but yeah, damn. But then he throws the broken glass in Joey's face and it like gets in his eyes and shit, and Joey's like in pain and he's like, I can't see, I can't see. Uh, Very sharp pocket sand. Yeah, right. Uh, and then we cut back to the gang members on the roof. And they've cornered Yugi on, on, a, on a corner of the rooftop. And they're like, oh, we got you now. You got nowhere to run. Uh, we, we, we beat your little game uh, here and now. And Yugi's like, you really think so? They have so, a line. Huh? I have, I've got it up in oh, another window. It. And it says, will it be our yo-yos or falling? Oh, my God. <laughs> they're really into these yo-yos, man. They're like, really into these yo-yos. Uh, so, yeah. So they're, they're essentially going to try and push him off the roof. And he goes, ah, oh, you think you've won now. Well, uh, you weren't paying attention that this roof is actually quite decrepit. Uh, it's easy to put holes in it with a yo-yo. And he like, what does he even? What does he even do? He just points it out, and the roof collapses yeah. underneath them. It's revealed. all the guys just suddenly look around, and then it zooms out, uh-huh. and they're in the middle of this circle of holes punched in this shitty old roof. And it's like a it's like a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote moment where like everything kind of hangs there for a second, and then the roof collapses, and all of them sort of fall through this hole that's been created. Uh, yeah, they're all just standing there in fear, and uh, he said, "You use the yo-yo to make holes." And then Yugi has, I think, the best line of the episode: "You do not aim yo-yos at people." Oh they my face god! The ground. I didn't catch that. I remember that from you showing me that in the manga, but they—I didn't catch it. They actually said that in the anime for some reason. No, they brought it back. Oh and my like, god! He says this like one line. This friggin' after-school special about yo-yo safety one-liner right before it collapses, and they all fall like three stories into the warehouse. You don't aim yo-yos at people. People, you aim them at the ground. That's, I mean, I think we could all learn from that. <laughs> the real, the moral of the story is don't aim yo-yos at people. Uh, so we cut back then to Joey and Hirotani having this fight and Joey can't see. This episode is brought to you by the National Yo-Yo Safety Council. <laughs> so Joey, Joey can't see, right? But 
Hirotani steps on a larger shard of glass and it makes a cracking noise. And he straight up Batmans it. Third Batman reference this episode. He he hears the glass. He echolocates onto Hirotani and like sucker punches him. And then right he, in the face, right in the face. And then Hirotani like spins and falls, and he falls over a he, ledge. Like, this is a very cartoonish moment because he punches him in the face, right? Yeah. And his head like twists a full like not one eighty degrees, but like. At least 160 degrees all the way around his head. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, like, Mike Tyson's punch-out shot. Yeah. And so he... So he falls. And, he, and he's holding on to this ledge by one hand, right? And uh, what, what, what here happens? So uh, Tristan runs up and he's like, Joey, catch. And he throws the, the friendship ribbon. That's right. And uh, Joey, like... Swing. He uses the hook to like swing over to where uh, Hirotani is. Yeah, he is. loops it around the hook and freaking like Indiana Joneses it around to where uh, Hirotani is hanging by his fingers. And I guess he can see again. Like that was a, sort of a short-lived like glass shard experience. Which I mean, good. That's great. <laughs> Disappearing glass shards. Uh, so he he pulls out his yo-yo. And he, what does he say here? There's a good line. In the end, see my yo-yo tech. <sighs> like, like, check out my yo-yo skills. And he... And it zooms in on his face. Walk the dog. And he straight up just walks the dog uh, up to Hirotani's fingers and, like, crushes his fingers with his spinning yo-yo, <laughs> causing Hirotani to fall uh, to his death? Question. I don't know if he's dead. He's certainly like knocked out. He's certainly knocked out. Like he's he's uh done away with, shall we say. Yeah. Uh and then it, it sort of like fades to black there. Uh well before that, oh, yeah. um uh Joey like drops the, the friendship rib ribbon back to Tristan, who catches it out of the air. Oh right, 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 right. And he says, You saved me, Tristan. <sighs> Man. And then Yugi comes up and he's like, didn't I say Joey hasn't changed? He's still our friend. Look at these good friends just being buds. The, what a wholesome end what to this a, yo What a wholesome episode. end to this gang fight. <laughs> with Well, not quite. With glass shards. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it gets not wholesome again. Uh, <laughs> weirdly. Uh, so the last scene of this episode is we fade back to, I guess it's like the next day at school and they're all hanging out after class and it's, it's, you know, Joey and Tristan and, and Yugi and Taya and, and, and Miho and uh, Joey is like, okay, now everybody, everybody's going to see my, my new yo-yo technique, my, my super secret ultra, uh, you know, ultimate yo-yo technique. Uh, and what does he call it? Uh, hold on. Fire loop in the sky, I think. Look, special loop in the sky. Special loop in the sky. And, and then he just starts going nuts with it. And it's, swinging it's it the all exact around. same thing from the beginning of this episode. Like he's just spinning it randomly with no real rhyme or reason. But apparently, this time, now that he's practiced with the yo yo gang, he spins it so furiously that it whips up a gust of wind causing the girl's skirts to blow up uh, in front of him, at which point he has this, the typical sort of anime, like, 
nosebleed moment, right? Where he's like, huh? Uh, yeah, and then, the, like, as he's, like, distracted by them, the, like, the yo-yo, he just, like, freezes in position. Uh-huh. And then the yo-yo just, like, whips all around his body and hits him in the face. Yep. And uh, that's our classic anime ending. <laughs> and then classic freeze frame is he's, like, got this yo-yo around him and he's running away. And then Miho is in the background, like, pulling her skirts down. And Taya is just freaking pulling up an entire school chair and is about to deck him with it. (laughs) Fade to black. Fade to black. End of episode. Wholesome fun for the whole family. (laughs) And that's it. That's the yo-yo episode. That's the yo-yo episode. Man, I had a lot more to say about that episode than I thought that I would, but it's a, it's a very, like, it's genuinely a good episode. God, I love this episode. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. So out there. Uh, Jimmy, what's your favorite part of this episode? The yo-yos. The yo-yos. Just the concept of this episode in general. Yes. Is just ridiculous enough to work. Yes. Like what other show is going to have dueling yo-yos as a one-off episode? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's it's ridiculous. Like maybe like it'd be like a Pete and Pete episode, right? But like not nearly this well done. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm amazed that this was pr- produced. Like all the time and effort was put into this one episode of just gangs beating people up with yo-yos, <laughs> but it worked pretty well. It makes me wonder, yes. like how how this idea was originated i have no idea i think the the writer of the the manga was just like hmm what's some games that kids like oh kids like yo-yos like what can i what can you do with them yeah i guess you could chuck them in people's faces yeah like was kazuki takahashi like bullied by people who were into yo-yos in his younger days like (sighs) getting his revenge yeah maybe i don't know I don't know. What was your favorite part of this episode? Uh, Joey's good at punching. Like, that was actually pretty cool to see. Like, we're used to this show being like a, like an action show, but like a kid's action show where it's yeah. all the action's fake. And it was really weird and cool and interesting to have like actual fight scenes where you see punches being thrown. Yeah, I mean, in the, the four kids anime, they they have all the fighting done off screen where you can't see anything because it's a kid's show and we don't want kids punching each other. Right. Which, but, fair. Yeah. But this show does not shy away from this sort of thing at all. No, no, no. This this show was not made for kids. It's not for kids. Uh, It's not for kids either. Hey. hey. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I don't have really anything, like, deep or meaningful to say about that, but it was just, like, such a... Uh, uh, jarring change from what I'm used to that it was really cool to see. Uh, how about your least favorite? Least favorite part of this episode? Um, God, I don't know. This episode had so many weird good moments. Um, I guess just the number of times they go and try and confront Joey and they like he just ignores them and walks away. I think they could have done that like once instead of like three times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of weird to have like the, the, the repeated motif there, but yeah, they could have added more yo-yo stuff and I don't know. 
Yeah, or it, like maybe maybe uh, more about like the other kids trying to learn how to yo-yo, like demonstrating what sets the yo-yo gang apart. Yeah, we never see we never see anyone else get into yo-yos. It's just the main group of kids and this one random gang. Right. Even though they talk about how yo-yos are sweeping the nation or what have you. Right. Yeah. I mean, the same went for like the Duel Monsters episode, right? Where it was really yeah. just Yugi and Kaiba. <laughs> but everyone's I guess into them. Sort of this this show's focus is just hyper focused on this one group of friends. So, which is fair. That happens. Yeah. It was your least favorite. <sighs> that ending, man. The ending was bad. That didn't yeah. need to be there. It was, but it was just such a. It, you can see it's a product of its time. That's such a anime thing to have happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like that's that's something from like like Naruto would have that kind of ending, right? Uh, or like Inuyasha would. You know, I don't know. I can't name any other animes apparently. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like it's it, yeah okay, it's typical. But like these these particular characters we've seen like have so much agency at times i mean maybe not so much miho like miho like her kind of whole shtick is that she's like bumbling but in kind of the same way that like tristan is bumbling in in the duel monsters series it is jarring to have these characters so fleshed out in this show in particular and then just have them the the girl characters used as like a a punchline that oh we can see their panties haha anime and like but then there are other episodes, like episodes that we've covered on this show previously, where they're like some of the main people moving the plot forward. Yeah, they have like they're they're central to the plot. They're important. They're treated seriously. So it's just kind of weird that they both are like coexisting in this show. Yeah, like I would have been fine if the ending to this episode was Joey showing off his like new technique or whatever. And then he just like hits himself in the face and then everyone's laughing. Yeah. The end. He gets knocked out. Yeah. He knocks he hits himself in the balls or he like breaks a window or something. Right. Like that would be it would do it would be the exact same joke without the like ick factor. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, that's all I could think of. Do you have anything else you want to like drop about this episode? No. I can't think of anything. It, I, I mean, like this episode, though. Yeah, I, I, except for that last like ten seconds, I really enjoyed this episode. Like, I, it, it's genuinely a joy to watch. Um, so if you can, again, Grey Web, do it. Uh, I think it's on YouTube, though. Like you said. So yeah, yeah, just search season zero, and you'll find someone who's uploaded at least part of it, like zoomed in a little bit and sped up and backwards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, reverse. You know how people do. You'll you'll find a way. Life finds a way. Uh, yo-yos find a way <laughs> and then they find their way back <laughs> uh, if you do it right if you do <laughs> only if you do it right that part's kind of a struggle for me um all right well uh we've been recording for long enough certainly so i think that it's time pardon me <clears throat> it's time to end the episode uh Jimmy, because this is a bonus episode and because of what next week's episode is going to be, I don't want to do a card of the week this week. Instead, okay. I want to talk a little bit about kind of what my vision is for, for next week's episode. Because you and I have talked about it a little bit, but I really want to like 
get the word out there uh, for our listeners that have been listening for this long. Y'all are the folks that will be into next week's episode the most. Next week, Jimmy, you and I are going to come to the table with our top five cards that we have talked about this year. And that can be that can be any Duel Monsters card that we have mentioned in the episode. Not any Duel Monsters card in existence, but any of our cards of the week, any of the cards from the show, uh, and maybe like a card that was brought up in our news segments back when we were first starting the show and did news segments. Uh, and we're going to bring our top five, and I would love to debate, essentially, which card is the card of the year. It's the final countdown. No, Jimmy. It's the final card down. That is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) End of the episode. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, No, so, uh, so what I want our listeners to do is if a particular Yu-Gi-Oh card that we have mentioned this year, that's important, that we've mentioned this year, uh, has stood out to you or has been in your favorite or like you have a personal attachment to, let us know. Uh, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can message us on Instagram at that same uh, handle, Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can go to our website, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Uh, you can find us on Twitter directly, all sorts of ways. But tell us, and you only have a little bit of time because of how this recording is going to go down. So this episode comes out on Wednesday. Uh, when when are we going to record, Jimmy? Do you think do you think if people have it in by like Saturday, that'll be good, or Sunday maybe? This weekend, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be fairly busy this weekend, um, but I should be free Saturday to record. Saturday, okay. So let's say like Friday night. Okay, yeah, let's say Friday night then. If you're on if if you're if you're in the states Friday night, uh if you're, you know, in, in like GMT time zone uh Saturday morning. Um but sort of in the next couple of days as you've listened to this, uh send us your top card of the year and what you think should be a contender for the top card of the year and why. Uh cuz that'll kind of go into our sort of debate uh and then we'll record For once we're actually gonna talk about the cards yeah and i, I i'm really looking forward to how that's gonna go because it might not go well <laughs> because <laughs> i know very little about the the actual cards themselves so i'm really like excited to dive into that i kind of have an idea of what my top cards of the the year are gonna be um but i'll have to sit down tonight and kind of go over like what cards i actually remember from our like random cards of the week and stuff um I think we might have a couple of the same ones, but I don't know if those are going to end up being the top cards of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah, probably not. So, yeah. So, anyway, so that's that's the whole pitch. We're going to do that next week. Um, send us, you know, the cards that you loved. And then, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to take a week off uh, for, for New Year's, but we'll be back on uh, January 9th for our first episode of 2019. Woohoo! Yay! Get get to go right from this episode where we see Joey and Yugi and their 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 beautiful friendship to 
watching them duel for each other's family members' souls. <laughs> now, the episode is titled Best of Friends, Best of Duelists. So <laughs> presumably they're still good friends. None, that shouldn't get broken, right? Like, there's still a lot of this show left to go. It'd be kind of weird. There's a lot of the show left to go. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the plan. Um, if you uh, want to listen to uh, the other podcast that Jimmy is on, you can go find Dungeons Against Humanity, uh, the podcast, uh, D-A-H yep. podcast. Episode 10 just dropped, I saw. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's there. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, if you're on Twitter, I actually recommend following the show on Twitter because I don't know if it's the DM that manages the Twitter account, but whoever manages it does a really great thing where they outline uh, the best sort of role of the game, like you know the, the funniest like die role that somebody made, and then the best line of the game. And they actually write out like a transcript of, oh, this character said this, and here's how the DM responded, and like, here was the funniest moment. So you kind of get like a little snapshot almost of like, oh, this is why you should listen to the episode. And it's really cool to see that and then go and listen and be like, yeah, this is definitely the code of the game. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's a great thing. I think that's our, our DM who does that. That's really, really but cool. But also, if you are in the Portland area uh, on January 19th, I believe, maybe the 19th? 13th. Yeah, get, well, get that we, straight. We post about it. <laughs> but we're having a uh, world-building night at Guardian Games in downtown Portland oh. where we're showing people how to use Cards Against Humanity to like build like the history of a D&D world to play in. And then, like, how to use dice to make like, art, like, spontaneously randomized land masses and stuff for a world map, which is how we came up with the world of the the podcast. That so, I'm I'm legitimately bummed that I'm not gonna be able to be there for that. I'm gonna have to talk with uh, you well, like can, off mic about recording it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll it, let you know, if, especially if you're in the Portland area. Like, even if you're like new to D and D, like if you have maybe heard of it or like seen it played, like the stuff that y'all do to kind of get into the 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 mindset of being people that play D and D on a recording is really interesting. And I think even if you're like like an improv comedian, right, you can learn from it in a really unique way. Um, so yeah, look into that if you're there. How to do it? Do a D and D podcast. Step one: be a huge nerd. <laughs> Well, it's been like a, I mean, we don't have to talk about it all now, but it's, it's been like a thing in the, in the RPG community of like play actual play podcasts that are hosted by like professional voice actors have given people this yeah. idea that they have to be a professional voice actor to play D and D. And I think it's really cool to see like, well, a, I don't think any of you are professional voice actors. I'm pretty sure. No. And B you're using this, like, kind of ridiculous method to create a world as you go just for the hell of it and just going where the wind takes you so to speak and i that's that's really all you need and i could get up on a soapbox about this and and, and talk about it because i'm passionate about it but uh all that to say yeah go listen to it go do the thing um i am kind of working on a new podcast that i'm not ready to talk about yet but 
Oh. Uh, if you well, when are you ever not working on a new podcast? I know, I know, I know. It's bad. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem I have. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if if you uh, see me posting things on Twitter uh, next year uh, that aren't about that, uh, bug me <laughs> because that's what I want to be working on. But I, I know myself, and I know that I'll put it off like all my other New Year's resolutions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this episode has gone on really, really long, so uh, we should just cut it there. Jimmy, is there anything else that I've forgotten? No. Okay. Let's end it. All right. Until next time, everybody. Don't aim yo-yos at people. You point them at the ground.